welcome to the first ever version of one of the Trope Stormers Trope Bolts. Trope Bolt, that's a working title. We're kind of lightning look at a trope in particular I like that. that we like and give you a little bit of a flavour about what the sort of things we're going to be talking about in the main body of the shows that we do when we look at movies, when we look at TV, when we look at film. It's like a tasty teaser that we're flirting with our audience. Ooh, I like that. You I know. like that. Today, we're going to look at a, a common trope that is uh, used throughout film, used throughout literature quite a lot. And it's a classic. It's called The Dragon. So when I say dragon, Chris, what sort of concepts do you get? Cisco, unleash the dragon. That's where my mind went. Wow. I'm going to drag you back from <laughs> the thong song. Uh, and we're going to talk about um, baddies, right? Oh, I love a baddie. I love a yeah. good villain. Always yeah. played by Brits. Oh, Brits are the best baddies, right? You've got... But do you not feel we've been typecast? Do you not feel like it's just like wheeling another Brit? I'll be honest, Chris, I'm waiting by that phone daily. Well, God rest his soul, Alan Rickman's not with us anymore, and my lord, what a great bad guy he was. Absolutely. Sheriff of Nottingham. Absolutely. So you've got the great bad guys, uh, Brits, who are uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, fantastic. Jeremy Irons. Oh, even better. I mean, I've got a great Alan Rickman fact for you. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, his scenes were cut shorter because they were worried he was stealing the limelight from Costner. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's a really great example because he, he's the Sheriff of Nottingham in that in Prince of Thieves. He's the, he's the big bad, right? He's killing it. He's the, he's the, the top, top villain. Yeah. But we're not he's talking... The, he's like boss level. Yeah, he's boss level. So, let's, let's take video game analogy yep. for a second. We're talking like the... The hench, a henchman, but he's not your your sort of Star Trek red shirt style. He's not getting killed on an away mission. No, he's he's got to go out special way, right? He's like the big. The film is building up to this grand epic face-off death match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to just thinking. I was thinking about the the dragon because obviously in in a lot of things they have to face off against a dragon or a monster typically yep. in order to get to that point the ultimate badass yeah so what I was thinking is what are our best dragons in terms of sub-bosses in films TV best being a very subjective in the eye of a beholder best rather yeah. than like we've got some serious metrics going on here because we don't no it's just our personal opinions we leave the, we leave the serious Scoring and chat for the main yep. podcast for the pod. Yep. Uh, this is like pub bands. This is this is yeah. This is uh, what what sort of pub this would be? I don't know. It'd be a very uh, it'd be the Star Wars cantina, I believe. It'd be like in the background, and me and you would just be like shooting the breeze and drinking blue drinks or something, not WKD blue or uh, or uh, VK or VK. Yeah. Other, other blue, other blue terrible drinks are available. <laughs> Sugary alcopops. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk our favourite head henchmen, dragons. You haven't got to the boss man, but you're one before boss man. Yeah, so a classic, a classic example, for instance, is, and I suppose you could argue this is one of the best ones as the examples, is, is uh, Darth Vader. Yeah? Yeah. He's arguably a, a greater villain. Yeah, than the Emperor. Than the Emperor himself. The Emperor kind of looks like a slightly shriveled old penis in a robe. Yeah, with yeah. lightning coming out of his fingers. <laughs> he does look like something that should would appear in a home fairly fairly yeah. late. <laughs> he's, not, he's not very menacing. He's he's kind of just like your granddad's just like gone walkabout from the old folks' home. The phantom penis. <laughs> Strong. 
Yeah, Vader is far more sinister and scary. Definitely. So, I got, I got to thinking, like, what, what is... Vader's a, a classic example. I think Vader is almost like the poster boy for the dragon. Okay. I think. I mean, that's the easiest one for people to relate to. When we spoke about this before, the first one that came to my mind was Goro in the Mortal Kombat series, who was always before Shang Tsung as the sort of penultimate bad guy. So you, you've taken this kind of very literally, as in you are trying to reach a certain point yep. in your personal quest. This guy is getting in the way of me seeing the final bad guy. Yeah. I'm seeing this in very sort of platform terms. I'm going from left to right and jumping over shit. That's about the limits of my sort of, you know, cognitive ability in this. So what was, what was Goro's deal? Goro was like, he had like an extra set of arms and he was just like, yeah, just grapply, very grapply. Whereas Shang Tsung was like Raiden, but like Raiden double plus hard. So we're we talking like Mortal Kombat video game characters here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, initiated. They may have made it into the uh, film franchise. Uh, I'm not so sure. I think, I think they actually did. But, uh, yeah. So Goro was kind of like the henchman, the sidekick, the sort of dog's body who did Shang Tsung's bidding before you get to sort of... You're kind of like vetting. Like, they're all having a big kickabout, fighting, and Goro's there to, like, you know, not waste Shang Tsung's time because he's, like, a god or some shit, and he's just not going to fight any old bum. You know, he wants to fight the creme de la creme, and Goro's kind of... Almost like the bouncer on the door, like, you can't beat me, you can fuck off, you're not coming in. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's a big guy, forearms. Yeah, yeah. Top knot, top knot. He does have a top knot, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, everyone's got their cross to bear. Yeah, I believe actually he got, he got uh, vanquished in the, in the movie. I believe so, yeah. By getting punched in the balls and falling off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad death as deaths go. So it's, it's not exactly Vader. <laughs> Alright, he didn't have like a huge story arc. I think he was also very poorly animated. Yeah, yeah. I could see how it would be done now. I mean obviously in video games that can be Yes, yeah. Can be done quite well, you know, with the the animation technology and motion capture and things like that. Um so yeah, that would be interesting. I'd, 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 there's talk of it being done again perhaps, so maybe we'll I think we'll... Batman Street Fighter didn't get a proper crack at a whip. No amount of Kylie Minogue and John Claude Van Damme can rescue a franchise. I'm sorry. Oh, well, Mortal Kombat looks like Citizen Kane compared to <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> it's, uh, Have you ever seen uh, Mortal Kombat 2? They did not get the budget of the first one, and some of the effects are PlayStation 1 level, sort of. It's not pretty. PlayStation 1 cutscene. Yeah, like, you're playing Tekken 3 and there's like a little like CGI bit, which at the time, you're like, oh my god, you jizz your pants, how amazing it is, but now... Yeah, it hasn't stood yeah. the test of time. Okay, that's a good shout. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Thinking outside the box there. But the good, a good go-to for this is is Bond. Ah, yeah. Bond obviously has its. A lot of its villains tend to be quite uh, not really that action-packed. Really, they kind of just sit there stroke, on a nice stroke of cat. Yeah, stroke a cat or a you know you know Bond's touching pussy. Yeah, they're usually just on a swivelly chair. They've usually got some kind of scar of some kind or some kind some of... Some kind of hideous deformity. Facial thing going on. Yep. Uh, and that means they need a, they need the muscle, right? They need a sub-boss. I've just thought of a really weird one. There's, in Bond, there's a Roger Moore one. Watched it not that long ago. 
and I can't remember who the bad guy is, but there's these two henchmen that come as a double act, and it's really bizarre. Like, one of them's losing his hair and has a weird little tash, and there's like a scene at the beginning when they kill someone in the desert and they hold hands and skip afterwards. This isn't some weird dream that I've had. This actually happened. It's a, it's a Roger Moore one. This sounds like a Roger Moore Bond. It's very weird. After the octopusy boob zoom gate. Following up on octopusy boob zoom, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, yeah, good example. I'll have to, I'll have to research that one myself. But, for me, the, the creme de la creme of the, the dragon trope yep. in Bond is... Um, and coming back to video games, he was the, you know, official cheat code, basically, for, <laughs> for the GoldenEye video the game. The N64, N64 classic. Yeah. Ban this guy, because he was just... Impossible to kill. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm talking, of course, about none other than... Uh, as parodied in Austin, Austin Powers by Random, Random Task. Task. <laughs> <laughs> Odd job. And, and usually, what was special about these dragon characters is they, they often get quite a, like a, a satisfying death or comeuppance. Yep. Can, you, can you remember what happened with Oddjob? What was it? I mean, what was Oddjob's deal? Oddjob had like uh, he was like an ex-Korean wrestler in a uh, morning suit, and he had a bowler hat. But if he threw, could decapitate statues. I think he also didn't he crush a golf ball in his hand. As a display of pure masculinity. Oh. Just to intimidate Sean Connery. Yeah, that, I mean, that would feel quite emasculating at the same time for the obvious reason. Yeah, there's some, some real visual metaphor going on there. But yeah, I mean, where's Random Task through his, through his shoe? <laughs> <laughs> Odd, Who threw his shoe? Odd job through... And it's, I guess it's a bit of a Mortal Kombat link there as well. I'm, I'm, the uh, character of Kung Lao, I think, was based on... Oh, he threw, he threw his hat, didn't he? Yeah, so he was based on Odd job. Ah, uh, alright. So the, the bladed hat, which uh, obviously kills one of the Bond girls earlier in the, uh, in, in the Goldfinger uh, plot. Um, but Bond, being the, the cad, the, the sly devil he is, super suave sleuth. And we're talking Connery at this point. Nice. Yes. I've gone Dutch there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bong in oblation? Sorry to the Scots and the Dutch. Grab an awful. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he gets quite a satisfying ending. Yeah, he doesn't succumb to any sort of GoldenEye N64 related stuff. Nope. But he gets electrocuted in fine fashion because, you know, he's a wrestler, Korean wrestler. He doesn't go in for the science thing. He just goes and grabs his electrified hat. Well, he doesn't have any speaking part. He might actually be a Korean. In the kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan, the Barbarian, didn't speak English. And for, and for that reason, I think that's why he's, he's, he's sort of a sense of menace, isn't he? You know, he's there crushing golf balls, he's throwing his hat around. See, I think I can almost one-up you on James Bond with this. Because you've got an odd job, but I'm going to go for the fella who's got more longevity and is more physically imposing. Jaws. Oof. Because he, he was in a few, he was in Moonraker, definitely. Yep. Um, he's been in a few, and it's totally unexplained as to why he has a metal set of uh, gnashes, or who he is, or his background, or why he's a evil henchman. Did he get them private? Did he go NHS? Exactly. Like, did he get a deal? 
Doesn't he also pop up in uh, something else? Isn't there a comedy film where that actor pops up and he gets shot in the head or something? Well, it's Richard Keel is the... That is some strong knowledge. Yeah, he's the late Richard Keel. He died not too long ago, actually, but he, he, you know, he was a very physically imposing man. Big chap. Uh, and he appeared in a lot of stuff that required a big, giant guy. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a parody version in which he, t- he, t- he turned up. And actually, he, he turned up in a lot of the Roger, Roger Moore ones. He actually ended up like falling in love with somebody who had braces and stuff like that. There was like a nerdy girl on Moonraker. Yeah. And they ended up getting stuck on the spaceship or something. That's when the immortal line, I think he's attempting re-entry... Uh, <laughs> one of the, the, the greatest Bond double entendres of all time. Um, I've just realised it was uh, Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler film. Yes, that's where Jaws crops up, and he accidentally gets shot in the head in that film, I think, but survives. Okay, so I don't think he's quite a dragon in that, but it's it's, an, it's a cool cameo, right? Uh, I think he basically beats the shit out of Shooter McGavin, so I think he's actually like the, the boss. Oh, okay. So, so he's upgraded from his time in the wilderness between Jaws, Dragon, and uh, what's one up from a dragon? What's bigger than a dragon? The Big Bad. The Big Bad. The Big Bad. The nebulous Big Bad. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking, you know, you're talking your Voldemorts, you're talking your Emperors, you're talking Sauron. But Sauron, right? Sauron is, is a Big Bad. Sauron! He's the dragon! Now you're getting it. Ah, the penny half dropped. Yeah, because, I mean, you know... As, as scary as Sauron, I'm sure he is. You know, he is just a big... Well, he's Christopher Lee with long hair. Oh, yeah, I was Sauron, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's Sar- Saruman, Christopher Lee, intimidating, big, imposing guy. Yeah. Was Sar- Dracula. Was Dracula. Uh, Sauron, just a big... Just a flaming eye. Big flaming eye. He's like Burning Man or some shit. Yeah, you know, he's just on a gap year. <laughs> Uh, so yeah sometimes you know if this person's supposed to be a big evil presence they need like a sub presence to be more of a threat your Goro your Darth Vader your kind of like like a warm up act if you will ultimately you're going to get through it and then face off against the big fry yeah it's it's, uh, the warm up act I like that and hopefully this has been a good little warm up Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, our main podcast to check out it's uh, it's going to drop soon yeah, so what's, what, what's, what's our podcast all about, Chris? Explain to the dear listener. The dear listener, well, the, the meat of the uh, equation here, this is just the, uh, the potatoes on the side. The amuse-bouche. Oh, hello. Um, so we are the, the titular trope stormers, and it is our mission that we've taken it upon ourselves to rate movies, films, TV, video games for their trope-worthiness. We are looking at whether their tropes that feature are good, utropian, or bad, dystropian. Dystropian. So, we've got another one to drop shortly. Check it out. Yeah. So, that's the Trope Stormers. At Trope Stormers on Twitter. Uh, we're available on... We're on the gram, aren't we? On the gram as well. On the Instagram. We've got a Facebook page, as well as YouTube as well. So and we're on the email yeah and at tropestormers tropestormers at com. if uh, if you have any ideas for little uh, trope nuggets let us know and we'll uh, we'll investigate them 
For now, as we always say here on Stormers, kind of looks like a slightly shriveled old penis in a robe. Thanks for listening. Uh, do try out the main pod, and we'll see you very soon.